Are we going in raw like this? <laughs> we always go in raw. <laughs> Ben, did you yeah. time that swing? <laughs> Hello. Just gotta get ready for the podcast. Gotta get lubed up. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Gotta do it to him. Trip hours 37. 37. Yeah. It's 36 more than I thought we'd get out of it, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, there's we no more after this one. Well, yeah, we're kind of dwindling in numbers. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Ed's Drafter. Dead, I'm here. Cody's dead. Caleb's dead. Caleb's dead. Caleb was supposed to be here, but now he's dead. Yeah, he, he was here like 10 minutes ago, but instead it's me, Ben, Slap, Rusty, the skeleton crew. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. They do, all too often. We just, we can't miss a week. As soon as we miss a week, the podcast is dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, why we brought in Caleb to like run it for that one week because we knew if we took the week off, it was gonna be dead. Yeah, it's over. It's, yeah, uh, oh, which actually at Indy at Indy, we need to do a live podcast like all of us oh, on that would, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I would love to do that. That's that's in the works. Uh, but until then, this is the last ever episode of this show. Uh, <laughs> so don't come back next week because we won't be here. Um, Allegedly. I want to open it up. Uh, and just talk about NASCAR real quick because I watched one out of three races this weekend. Um, I saw like the last two laps of the cup race. I, I was out for the truck race, but I managed to catch the whole Xfinity race. And man, so that broadcast good. was brutal. <laughs> the, oh. the racing was great, but the broadcast, oh my God, it was horrible. That Like I was literally watching Twitter to get all the storylines because the broadcast was just watching. I forget who even it was. It was Almondinger and it was someone yeah. else. Uh, just at the front the whole time, not passing each other. Uh, it was Bill Byron, just following each other. And the, to the last, like, 15 laps, it was just the camera looking at those cars doing their own thing the entire time. Meanwhile, I'm going on Twitter, and and, and they're like, oh, uh, Kaz Grala just dumped Alex LeBay. And I look on the ticker, and he fell back, like, three spots. And I was watching the ticker, and I see him slowly climb back up there. And he gets right behind Grala, and I'm looking at the gaps, and I'm like, oh, they're close. And then Grala goes far back, and I'm like, ah, so LeBay probably dumped him. But we didn't see any of it. Not a single bit of it. We were just watching two dudes at the front turn laps. And uh, at, at after the race... Leaders crossed the line, right? The rest of the field's still coming around. Who was it? Someone got dumped. I think it was Jeb. Jeb Burton wrecked himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or got loose in the last corner and wrecked coming to the line. And uh, I forget who was in the booth. I think it was either Joey or Brad. Brad, Brad and Joey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them was like, oh, someone spun coming to the line. And then, like, <laughs> they completely got quiet it. really quickly. And I could tell the producer was like, hey, don't talk about that. And instead, we just got five minutes straight of AJ Allmendinger's in-car camera, of him just doing his cool-down lap, going, ooh, yeah, we won. Just five minutes straight, we did not see a single other car. Disgusting. And you it know what's tough. bad? The Xfinity was the best broadcast out of the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did you guys watch the opening lap from the cup race? No. <laughs> well, there there was, like, this, like, in the first couple of corners, there was, like, a big... Uh, dust up you know you saw some smoke back there but you didn't really see what happened and the broadcast didn't show shit and then they complete the first lap and uh then the fox broadcast like yeah we have uh caution and there's two cars stopped out there big pile up uh go to commercial 
Yeah, Brad's like parked in the middle of the road. Like cars. You see the seventy-seven with the hood smashed in. It's like, oh, let's go to commercial on lap one. Yeah, literally, they didn't even complete the lap. They didn't even complete the lap. Oh my god! You know what I need? You know, you know how Fox added the little bar that shows when the race was green and when it was yellow. I need someone to just put one under that of when the the broadcast was on the screen and when it was commercial. Probably wouldn't be too hard to do. Well, I gotta uh, say, that was a little toxic for the Xfinity race. That was my favorite race of the weekend, as always. It was a banger start to finish. Dude, Big I would fan. love to be Cars there. Cars are slipping and sliding. I, so good. Just so good. I, like, uh, the the broadcast was horrible. Well, the racing looked like it was really good, and I feel like that's one where at the track you get the full experience. You can follow along with whoever you want instead of watching the leaders. It's crazy, like, NASCAR is literally the only sport where going in person is way better than trying to watch it on TV. Yeah. Well, I I would say the only sport, but the only one where, like, the TV broadcast takes away so much of actually seeing what's going on. Yep. Tough. Uh, Before Uh, we transition away from NASCAR, I want to bring this up with the group here. Slap put it on Twitter, but I was thinking of it going in. Road America draws like a hundred thousand dudes plus TV. Certain the Americas, I feel like drew like ten people on Saturday. I mean, I don't even know how people show up on Sunday. I'm just saying. You got to remember how big that track is, and if I remember correctly, last year it was a huge crowd, so I think it was around the same this year. Can you? Can I want to camp see... at Coda. Did they have camping there? I, I didn't see like RVs and shit. That's, That's the thing. Is, like, I didn't see like the RVs like camped around the track. Like Did I feel didn't like... Show, like any fans in the stands. I'm just saying. I feel like Road America is a big like you camp the whole weekend. You watch everything kind of track. And Coda is yeah. like a you're famous. You flew in Sunday. You're watching the race and you're leaving. Well, yeah, like of... like the thing about Road America is is the people that go there are fans of the track, not so much like the sanctioning body that happens to be rolling by that particular weekend. So when they buy season tickets, like they just show up for all the major events. They don't really care who the fuck it is. Like, like a... that first year I went there in 2021, I had like people ask me like, hey, what's this NASCAR thing all about? Who do I need to watch out for? I was like, oh, well, you know, you want to watch out for Chase Elliott, Cal Larson, all these guys. And uh, yeah, that was just, I had to like explain it to like multiple people that weekend because they never watched NASCAR. They're just fans of Road America. Hmm. So there's this this massive like group of people that are just fans of Road America that are here to watch their first NASCAR cup race or whatever. And uh, I don't think you get that at Coda. I think it's more about the spectacle. And yeah, like Davin said, you just roll in there, watch the race and then roll out. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at with the question. Like when you go to Michigan, I think I haven't been to Pocono, but I get the same vibe is these people are just hardcore race fans. It's a culture. It's a yearly thing. You show up no matter what's there. It's sold out camping, everything. So I'm I'm kind of worried. Like we've talked about on previous episodes of the podcast, they're going to go away from kind of like the racing crowd and do these like glamorous exhibition events and cities, whatever it is. Like Chicago. Yeah. Like Chicago. And I know Chicago even going to (laughs) happen. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there to hopefully see it. But um, I don't. Know. I'm just throwing Will this out actually, there. I, I like kind of want to go. I just don't want to alienate like our fan base and like kind of go for the 
TV, sexy social media stuff. That's fair. You don't want to do what they did in the 2000s of pulling away from the South and building tracks in California and taking away North Wilkesboro and, and stuff like that again. I'll say this, like the Midwest, uh, the upper Midwest market is like a great untapped market yeah. so far. Because like people there, I saw so many Minnesota and Wisconsin license license plates up at uh, Road America. You know, it's a great you know, Milwaukee's a great sports town with the Bucks and everything like popping off Green Bay. And there's like this hardcore group of like just sports fans and uh, race fans up there that don't get any major sport uh, motorsports to come up that far. Hey, we I got the airport have... just sitting there on the lake doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, you got Cleveland <laughs> just sitting there not doing anything. You got Road America just sitting there getting some IMSA races and the occasional IndyCar race. And Same thing with Mid-Ohio. Mid-Ohio gets IMSA. I mean, hell, IndyCar. even if you don't want to do that, go to fucking Milwaukee Mile. They got trucks yeah. going there this year. Yeah. Which is exciting. Damn. I, I don't know if Cody's going to listen back to this, but we're like praising <laughs> his city so hard. He'd love it. <laughs> Uh, he actually City. would probably he would get pissed he'd be like oh well you guys talk about it when i'm not on there yeah, you never talk about when i am <laughs> <laughs> uh all right that's that's the first segment which we've also renamed to nascar sucks uh country westerns <laughs> rubbish um true all right next up what's twitter doing this used to be a segment about drama on twitter but now twitter itself has its own drama uh oh no they're they're getting rid of verified check marks. <laughs> Dude. Like, you just pay for them now. That's it. Or you're a company and then you get the 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 PP check mark. Yeah, and you pay is... $1,000 a month. Yeah. So you just have to pay for all of them now. Uh, and there's going to be like actual celebrities who will no longer have check marks. And then there will be just. John, also, he said, the, fuck, who paid he said uh, the only people allowed to vote in polls will be verified members. Yeah, that fucks over the Jeff Gluck poll. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is... It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it's actually broke the website. Wow, shout out to <laughs> the number of people <laughs> quote Oh, <tweeting>. no. <laughs> but yeah, starting April 15th, only verified accounts will be in the for you, like the the recommended accounts, and only verified accounts will be able to vote in polls. <laughs> and he's like, "We're well, combat bots." It's so stupid. J just wait until you got to be verified with your bank account and digital ID before you can tweet. <laughs> that's too far ahead in the future. I'm sorry. I, I was going to let him do a little. That's coming. That's coming. I should have let, let him that a little bit easier. Why been, you uh? No. Why don't you I've look at the source court? code and that's on uh, github I've, I've, oh yeah <laughs> they leaked a bunch of their source code on github today uh and uh i think it got taken down after a little bit but there was definitely enough time for some people to download it um it's i don't think it's been made public since then um but some people may be asking for some money for uh or that source code. So shout out to Twitter, doing a great job as always. Um, yeah, forty-four billion dollar company. 
I would say when he does these little tweets, just be careful. He kind of baits you into like getting excited with the engagement. And then he'll be like, oh, I didn't mean all that. And then he'll do a different rule change. So just be yeah. careful with you. Yeah, that's what he's of... done with Tesla for like 10 fucking years. Fuck him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I we'll be don't on cars by 2020. Uh, anything else happen on Twitter lately? <laughs> I'm just saying Elon Musk needs to like get a right hook to the face. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm in I'm in agreement there. You're gonna get a Boston Dynamic dog sent to your house for the hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Discord's <laughs> listening now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, hey listen, oh, viewers, fuck. if you want to get access <laughs> to Boston Dynamics police dog kicking in my door, <laughs> killing my cats, and like ripping my see, arm off. Did you see they're making like horse sized ones now? Like they're not just dogs. They got ones that are like, like short <laughs> and they had like the scorpion climbing vertical up a wall. Like I couldn't believe it. Have you seen so the ones that parkour? Hey, <laughs> yes. hey it's like time to invest in EMP grenades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they just added those to GTA the other week. Shut up. I'm just going to build a moat around my house so like when they stumble in they just <laughs> <laughs> no, you Start just collecting got collecting dogs. Just stairs, so it's like RoboCop. It's afraid of going down the stairs and it just falls <laughs> over. And... Uh, all right, let's 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 go into dripper drown real quick. I got a mini, just like a real quick dripper drown for y'all. Dripper drown, baby. Dripper dripper drown, baby. Are you can make a song for that, Ben. <laughs> yeah, make the make the song, Ben. Do it. Dripper drown. There it is. Dripper drown. Uh, all right. First up, uh, Kevin Harvick, for reasons unknown, ran an all-white car this week. Can uh, I ask this question, DT? I saw a lot of designers praising this on Twitter. I don't like I don't... it. I think it's bad. I think it's not good. That's what I'm saying. Like kids it... on Twitter will say, "Oh, this scheme is fire." I was like, "Where is the scheme?" No, but there's no, like it's... actual designers that I respect who are like, "Wow, this is great," and I'm like, the "Previous uh... one was better. it's a white car." It's a the white car. And it's not even like, if you want to see a good white car, look at when, uh, uh, oh, I think it was Ryan Newman ran a Castrol car. Hold on. I forget what it oh, was, yeah, but they had yeah, some yeah, like yeah. special, like white, some message, uh, whatever. Uh, carbon neutral, that's what it was. And they ran a plain white car with like gray. gray numbers and it looks sick like that's kind of cool that you're doing something interesting there mobile one with no base okay i don't know who asked for that the horse isn't even that big because they got this bush light disc on the side and everything's just kind of like slapped on there i'm not a huge yeah. fan yeah at least the hood logo is big yeah or look in general this is what the mobile one car should be Mmm. Ah, yeah. Jeremy Mayfield mm. with the big ass Pegasus on the side. Dude, imagine if I made that about. rear wheel uh, red, mm. like the oh, Red Bull cars Hornish. back in the day. Yeah. Too, yeah. Am I remember? Yeah, I think they did with Hornish. Uh, let me pull this up. That was right when Penske started coloring their wheels. Oh, they did all of them in red. The only reason I no, I Did feel it, like I saw a YouTube video where well, somebody the was red, like, the red this car bull. is illegal and the car was skewed. Yeah, the Red Bull cars, uh, because they had a, the the bull like right there where the Pegasus is, and they ran a uh, rear uh, red rim only. Yeah, 
Uh, Sam Hornish didn't. Sometimes the front wheel looked darker just from brake dust. Brake? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Okay. Yeah. But they were both always red. Uh, um, but it was... Uh, was it Casey Kane? Who had the... Uh, the red rear wheel only. Yeah, this was sick. For Red Bull, yeah, for Red Bull, yeah. That's cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Only the rear wheel's red because it like fills in where the bowl is. I wish I could do that in iRacing. In iRacing, all the wheels got to be the same color. Look at the twenty six Haas Carter fucking car though. Patrick Carpentier. Hey yo. Is that what that says? International looks like it. Interesting. Uh, all right. Next up. Oh, spoilers. Um, Denny Hamlin drove uh, uh, Kyle Busch car. This gave me uh, body dysphoria. Yes. <laughs> he drove the Interstate 11. Which they is got just the, the numbers Interstate right, though. Base. Is that fucking, like, uh, red-orange number? Yeah, the J.J. Yaley numbers. The Bobby Labonte numbers? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but on the Lightning, <laughs> it looks like J.J. Yaley. Anyway. Uh, it's just kind of weird. Joe Gibbs is doing this paint scheme rotation thing. That FedEx logo is for nobody. That thing is not legible. Um, <laughs> it's like right. Fed. Uh, so that's I, I'm giving that two drowns in a row. This. Yep, I agree. The interstate paint I'm, scheme is pretty good, but on the 11, weird. I'd say it's moist. Okay, I'll give it that. Um, Eric Almarola drove the 08. I guess Stuart Haas has this deal uh, that they keep tapping into where they just replace SS Greenlight cars because this is out of the Stuart Haas shop. <laughs> but it's like considered an SS Greenlight entry. Um but I don't know, they kind of messed up the logos on the side of this thing. It's kind of cool to see a Rush Truck Center's uh car on the Xfinity body because I think the Xfinity Mustang is gorgeous. Um but <laughs> they got the little rectangle here cut off by the wheel rim and then the URL is on two different lines. I don't know why they didn't just put the big box back here and then the URL across the side. I don't know. Kind of weird. That makes sense. Maybe, maybe printer capabilities. Looks like some of the stuff is like, I don't know. But this is side. out of Stuart Haas. Like they can. I don't know. All right. I'm just trying anyway. to throw an idea out there. Uh, I don't remember Eric Amaral doing very much in that car. Um, real quick, just Kaz Gralif fired department coffee. Uh, someone twenty three xi the wrap on the left side of the car, and the the logo's like oh, up on the side, no. and the number is no. super high up too. Uh, Was that yeah. Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> to look up. Oh, I should ask oh, Caleb. Well, you can, no, you can just tell the story. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna look look something up for it. So. Uh, Caleb, as he announced uh, just over a week ago, is working for Rackley now and wrapping trucks. Um. It's actually really interesting because I got I get to learn a little bit about like the process, um, and he says they like each color on the base they like apply individually and then they put the numbers and the sponsor logos on top. It's not just like one huge thing. Hmm. Um, I wonder if it's different though. Per it is team. because uh, uh, the cup teams I see a lot of times the cup teams will post um, like time lapses of them wrapping the cars and it's just one big sheet. Yeah, and then like maybe chrome numbers on top, but I don't know. Interesting. Rackley does it differently. Um, so but Caleb, they, they do everything in house, I believe, because they're yeah. all in. Away from say all that, but yeah, uh, Caleb, the first truck he actually worked on was the Coda one, 
Um, so he put the numbers and like B pillars, sponsors, and like other stuff on it. Um, and the day after they sent the car out, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, he DMs me and he's like, he's like, he's like, listen, I fucked up and I'm like, oh, what'd you do? And he's like, I got into work this morning and there was just a roof number sitting on the floor and I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah. So the truck that's being sent down to the track doesn't have a roof number. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the guy, by the way, who's like six foot four or whatever. You'd think he'd be tall enough to see the roof of the truck. I mean, it's not just his fault. Like, well, imagine all the people yeah, that like, no, it's like, loaded that onto the truck and never said a goddamn word about not having a roof number. And he, he's not also, like, the main rap guy. Like, it's literally his first week on the team. I just thought it was hilarious. Hey, um, shout out to Caleb. You can't put the number on backwards if you don't put the number on. That's true, because we were literally on this show last week making fun of 23XI for putting the roof numbers on backwards. And we were like, Caleb, you better not mess up. <laughs> sure enough, not two days later, the numbers aren't on the truck. Uh, but apparently they sent it down with some crew guys and got it installed uh, right when they pulled it out of the truck. Sorry, um, these things happen. But I heard, and I gotta get these from Caleb. Uh, I heard there were some Instagram stories posted on the Rackley account, like as they were pulling it out of the truck, and I just want to see a picture of it with no <laughs> roof number. <on> <laughs> uh, okay, a, a couple more things to touch on Dripper Drown. Uh, Kevin Harvick is racing in the Cars Tour at Wilkesboro, uh, which I guess now he like partially owns, and is doing a throwback to like one of his old late models. Uh, which is this? I, I I couldn't get a good enough picture of the car. There's just like a selfie video with the car in the background, which isn't very good. Um, but it's white. It's got a blue stripe around the bottom. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know Harris Lou did the shirt, which is a banger. This is sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he did the car as well. He, he did the car. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's not on the back of the shirt. Look at his logo at the uh, the side screw by the oh yeah. Tire. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got like a blue Hunt Brothers logo on it. Which is sick. I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like how, uh, uh, especially in the dirt scene, like more so the dirt scene than anywhere else, but late models and stuff, sometimes they'll like, they'll just recolor the logos to match the car's yeah. vibe, you know? Like the yeah. car will have certain colors and the logos will just be recolored to match. Um, brand guidelines be damned. Car looks cool. Um, is it, has Kevin Harvick run the 62 before? Is that a not to my number knowledge. that he does? Uh, it's his kid's number, but yeah, I don't think he's ever ran it. Oh, he must have run it if it's his kid's number then. Yeah, it was probably his number like way back when. Yeah, it wasn't for this particular car that this is based off of, but yeah. That makes sense, because I do remember his kid running the 62 in the iRacing thing. Uh, Alright, one more... <laughs> One final thing oh, no. is this show car. There's a money team show car down at Coda, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, I'll try my best what to describe it, it for you audio listeners. It is a Gen 4 with late model Impala headlights, no spoiler, and a COT <laughs> like 2007 splitter. Uh, it's... Yeah, they just bought a body off of some back lot and put bit Nile stickers on it, and it's tough. I mean, it's <laughs> Floyd's got to cease and desist this man. Like, come on. <laughs> I like how they put the little fifty just above the oh, headlight. Oh no! Oh 
and no. the, the good year is also no. like nowhere near where the curve is. It's oh, just. My. Do you guys want to show my uh, Carl Edwards uh, car that I found at uh, Florence Motor Speedway? Yeah, that was way better. Than yeah, let me find it. <laughs> but that was like an actual. Was that an actual Carl Edwards car, or was that just someone who made their car look like? A Carl yeah, Edwards it actually car? had like a, a, a chassis number and everything. Yeah, see, that's cool. That's all original. Um, yeah, I like how uh, stickers on it. They didn't want to put their sponsor over the the ones that's on the cars. So they just put it on the side window. <laughs> yeah. They have the original it, engine too. Did you no, check? it's a late model engine. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That's a good looking. It's car. got a wicker bill on the roof. Yeah, it has the super speedway wicker on it. <laughs> yeah. Why? That's interesting. That high drag package. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Uh, all right, that was Dripper Drown. A really light one this week, despite having a, a you know, triple NASCAR action. Because um, most people just ran their normal schemes. Which I suppose is a good thing. It means uh, guys have consistent sponsors now. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. And Rusty won't get pissed with me bringing up like 20 cars on the podcast, which is cool. Uh, well, I'm still traumatized from when Caleb like has <laughs> <laughs> had every single car, <laughs> just every car. <laughs> he zoomed uh, out, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, so with the end of Dripper Drown. It's time for a segment, which I realize has happened like every single week uh, since it started. <laughs> it slaps crazy ass moments in history. Slap, what are we talking about this week? All right. So this week we're talking about the closest we have ever come to nuclear war in my lifetime. <laughs> Why is it always war? Because these are the craziest ass moments. God damn it. All right. So uh, starting in May th- Third, nineteen ninety nine. Rumblings uh, start coming out of the Kashmir region between uh, uh, India and Pakistan. There's a, a group of uh, militants coming across the border. There are Kashmir uh, militants that are Indian and Pakistani. That these two group, these two countries have been at war since they've been independent since the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties. But in 1999, it all comes to a head. A group of Pakistani militants disguised as a a, a Kashmir militiamen cross the border and take a number of uh, strategic mountaintops overlooking the town of uh, Cargill. And this kicks off what was known as the 1999 Cargill Crisis. It's time. Slaps crazy ass moments in history. (laughs) (laughs) I like the formatting of that. That's great. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, as soon as these militants like cross the border, uh, the uh, Indian military goes and full mobilization they mobilize something like 50,000 troops the problem is cargill is the most highest uh altitude 
town in all of India. And all these uh, Pakistani militants are dug in up on the hills uh, and up on the mountains and everything. And they have to basically do an artillery bombardment to get them out of there. The only problem is like, how the fuck do you get all these heavy artillery guns that high up? They basically perform the highest elevation helicopter lift in military history, even up to today to get, uh, uh, these big guns and howitzers put in place and they start bombarding the uh, Pakistani positions. This is this ends up becoming known as the 50-day war uh, in Cargill and they just hammer these units that they have uh, the Indian Air Force starts doing uh, runs with their MiGs and everything. The Pakistanis had airlifted uh, surface-to-air missiles up on top of the mountains. They shoot down three Indian uh, Air Force jets. Uh, one Damn. of the pilots actually survives, is taken uh, PO as a POW, and ends up uh, getting returned back home uh, just two months later. And after something about uh, 500 uh, uh, casualties on both sides, the 50-day war comes to a close with uh, the Pakistani militants being ousted out of Kashmir and Kargil. And the Indian forces are able to come in, recapture the town of Kargil, and it's seen as a resounding Indian victory, which uh, you know, India was seen as the, the poorest nation in Asia. It was seen as a dysfunctional military. Uh, both of these countries, Pakistan and India, had become nuclear capable by 1998. And it was uh, the U.S. was terrified that these two countries that were seen as dysfunctional would come to nuclear blows. But uh, President at the time, Bill Clinton, actually negotiated a ceasefire between the two nations and made sure that nothing uh, came of the Cargill crisis other than just a minor border spat. You wanted a quickie? There it is. That's right, so great. All right, yeah, That's, so I have questions. Yeah, so the it. reason it took so long was they just were trying to avoid civilian casualties, or what was kind of the the reasoning for the 50, 50 days? days? Yeah. yeah. I, well, the, 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 the reason for the 50 days was just trying to get the artillery placements uh, put up. It, it, it was a the craziest airlift in modern military history trying to get uh, that much stuff moved up two miles of mountains and that that region is still like hotly contested right yeah because uh if you've ever seen those videos of uh the chinese and indian troops uh beating each other up with batons oh the, yeah because uh, they came it, to an agreement to like not use guns so they just beat the shit out of each other with like medieval weaponry yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about that hold on that's like still occurring you could probably find that on youtube or something just yeah they just like meet in this river and like this uh mountain <laughs> valley like uh, like way up in the, the Kashmir mountains on the uh, indian china border and they're just like beating the shit out of each other with like wooden sticks and stuff <laughs> because they're not allowed to use they they can apparently come to an agreement to not use guns, but they can't come to an agreement on, on who owns who up there. Dude, it's such a, <laughs> a weird... Like, I, I like weird geography stuff. I like map things. 
and just the the region sort of north of India, Pakistan, and like kind of China, the borders are just they're just dotted lines, and they just don't even like reach anything. <laughs> it's like this, this. and well, oh, isn't right. this you're all Great right. Britain's fault? Like they misdrew yeah. the borders. Yeah, but then also the like China the Middle wants East a piece. is all fucked up. The Sykes Pico Agreement back in uh, nineteen eighteen. And it's so weird because you look at like uh British fucked that up too. Uh where's that city? Oh yeah, there's cargo right up in there. Um But it's so weird because there's like if if you just find like a random point in like a contested area. Like let's look at uh let's look at this mountain, right? If you go to the reviews <laughs> five stars, very nice place in Pakistan, not India. <laughs> Five stars. This place in India. Nice place located in India. Another five star view. Beautiful place of Pakistan. So the people have taken to Google reviews and they just find each place in the contested area and write a review saying that it's in their country. Which is a real shame because if you look at the town of Cargill, it's absolutely fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's just this. Oh, they they got photospheres. Well, <laughs> well, it looks like winter right now. It's yeah, still it's pretty cool. Coming. That's sick. That's sick. yeah. If you look at it in the spring, they get, it's just like all these like barren mountains, and then there's just all these trees right there next to the river. I'm telling you, we got to make a show where we just dig around Google Maps together. Oh, we're in a hotel oh. room. <laughs> We're in Hotel New Ladakh. Wow. bucket over there. That is... The cuck chair. Oh, I guess that's the washroom. <laughs> I like that they tried to swan the the <laughs> towels like a resort, but it just looks like a snake. Like mid-slither, like a caterpillar. There's no there's no end tables. There's just a chair, a single chair. That's what slaps. The cook cheer. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, if you wanna, if you wanna go to Cargill and leave a review, send us an email. Shrimpbrowserpresents at gmail dot com. I got a a picture in uh, the craziest moments where it's like uh, in spring. Oh yeah, I brought those up earlier. I think. Oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I thought about it and I didn't. Oh, that's the wrong screen. There we go. Oh yeah, that looks nice. Yeah, really green trees. Yeah, that's and they the got one. a little bit of farming going on. That's it's, so it's it's so pretty. We so awesome to like visit there, but to know that it's just so hotly contested and there's always Dude, this it, bullshit going on. It's so weird. Like I just I'm wondering what it's like at like on like a human to human level where you don't even know what country you're in like there's three different territories who've laid claim to this place good i think it should be uh declared as its own independent city state oh like all of ladakh yeah the people's republic of cargill hmm just let the people live man let them they do a Formula One race uh, in the streets, <laughs> the, car, the Cargo Grand Prix. If someone's paying for it, they'll do it. <laughs> we know that. Uh, all right. That was a 
a very nicely sized slabs crazy ass moments i like that stuff where we can like ask questions after big fan uh last crazy ass moment was a little bit too large in scope it was the entirety of the end of world Dude, war one it, it, yeah it was hundreds of thousands yeah. of deaths <laughs> Could you preview you know, doing, next uh, week uh, so we can get some uh, yeah. emails if there's someone in there? I don't have anything planned for next week's. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to like figure it out as I go. That's uh, we've had many suggestions through the emails as well. If you need ideas, but I'm sure you've got stuff uh, you can dig into. Um, mm. Okay. After Slap's crazy ass moments in history, you know what comes next. The turkey's my favorite. <laughs> oh, what is this? What's he wearing? It's, it's an Easter. Easter oh, it's yeah, an it's Easter bunnies. <laughs> That's great. I got bunny on my mind and my mind on my bunny. <laughs> Where'd you get that? At the uh, Bucky's in Florence, the only Bucky's in South Carolina. Mm. Hell yeah. Right there on I-95. I didn't know they had seasonal Bucky's plushies. Well, they got, uh, sa- they got Santa Buckers. So I guess they just have like uh, Buckers for different seasons. You get, he's going to need his own shelf at this point. You're just going to collect know. them all. He's going to have like my own like shelf over there. Just <laughs> nothing but Buckers. <laughs> got to collect you got all 150 Buckers. <laughs> but I was at sh- Florence Motor Speedway. Yeah, you made a shrimp connection at Florence, didn't you? Yes. Saw candles after you uh, called yeah, the Blake race. Blake McCandless. Candles? Yeah, apparently yeah, you didn't even follow him on Twitter until then. But I heard. I didn't realize, man. <laughs> I fucked it. Also, before we get into it, the broadcast, because um, we were watching it on Flow, broadcast of Flow Racing Cars, it was great. Blake and I don't know who is co-commentator. They're awesome. Uh, James Pike was in the pits. James doing... Pike owes me a pair of gamer glasses. Oh, me too. But these things <laughs> happen. Talk to him. But he was great in uh, pit reporting. So Hell shout yeah. out to them. Oh, look at the drip. Hmm. Cars mm. tour. Got the whole like schedule on the back. Hey, I got oh, yeah. hey, That's cool. Blake's listening. Blake, come on. Hook us up. Come on, Blake. Blake come on, Blake. Blake is not listening. No, Blake, come on, Blake. Dude, after he, yeah, after he had his one appearance, he's he's done. He's, he's done. Was he the one who like after hearing one of the theme songs, he was like, oh, "I guess I didn't know what I was signed up for." <laughs> <laughs> But dude, gotta, that ra- I, I agree with Blake. Like that race was like so freaking good. Like it was impossible to mess that up. I think the top ten uh, qualified within eight tenths of each other. Uh, There's 32 cars there, and uh, that front pack of like 12 dudes was like right on top of each other. And then like by the time they caught the uh, the back uh, of the field, like 40 laps in. They were all packed in so tight, nobody could pass. So nobody went a lap down. So when the first caution came around, like uh, lap 45 or whatever, everybody was still on the lead lap. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
It's uh, yeah, that was a super competitive field, but uh, still Carson Quapple and uh, Brendan Queen finished uh, one two again for the second week in a row. Hell yeah. See, and dude, uh, I thought they were going to kill each other on one restart. They just like drove <laughs> towards the uh, pit wall, just banged off of each other. I thought they were going to drive off the edge because there's no wall on no the wall. outside. Yeah. <laughs> Some drivers <laughs> getting in the grass the and see go like this as they tried to go into turn three. And I thought there was going to be some beef between them because uh, when Carson Quaffle won the race, he you know he's driving Josh Berry's old car. He parks it in victory lane. Here comes Brennan McQueen, hops the wall, comes up over to him, takes off his uh, window net, and he just puts his hand in there, and he just shakes his hand and says, good race, man, and just walks oh, off. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. that, that's fucking cool. You love to see it. That's going to be a rivalry all season long. That's really cool. Both those guys are insanely good. Uh, do you catch any animals down there in Florence? How clean is it? Uh, that race is pretty clean. Oh God, I gotta show you. I forgot to send a photo of uh, the new Uh-oh. bathrooms that they made. <laughs> oh, they got new bathrooms. Yeah, so they they got new bathrooms. Hold up, let me see if I can find this shit. And it smelled like a uh, pine plywood. Mm. Ooh, it's like brand nice spanking new. Like even like the pipes are like above ground for right now because they're trying to bury them. Like after they get some uh, time spent and all that. So they're they're putting money into the track. Yeah, they are building the track. They are putting their money where their mouth is. I I just saw the promoter like go past me he's like yeah i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that he's like talking to like i guess maybe an investor partner or something schmoozing the sponsors yeah that's good that they're doing a bunch of upgrades i'm just keen to see it <laughs> maybe they should uh add a wall oh i put i put it in a uh, shrimp hours presents oh on twitter what? yeah yeah, the main the main group chat. Sorry. Oh, all right. <laughs> a bunch of people wondering why you sent a picture of these random bathrooms. <laughs> but they uh, were they were brand new, brand new toilets, brand new ceramics, brand new sink, uh, fresh soap for my hands. Did oh. you actually use the soap? I did. Uh, why is this wood like warped? <laughs> it is literally like a a plywood sheet. Dude, they made this the day before the event. Yeah, they did. They made it the day before. Yeah, they definitely dude, did. Dude, they literally did. <laughs> but that, but the toilet bowls in there and everything, brand spanking new ceramic, yeah. like it's clean, dude. Yeah, so that's temporary, obviously. They're going to upgrade that. No, I, I would think, I mean, they'll paint the wood and they'll treat it. And they'll no, dude, that's straight definitely out, I think. temporary. I would that's hope. definitely temporary. <laughs> all right especially with how warped the doors are we should do uh a... i think the doors are temporary i think those uh side slabs those yeah the be, sides uh... look good but that makes sense we'll we'll probably paint them. <laughs> we should do a, a short track bathroom I, I, i'm going show. back to florence uh in november for the south carolina 400 right. so we'll probably, i will yeah. be down there <laughs> and i will let you know <laughs> um I was saying we should do a we should do a short track bathroom review show. Yeah, like give them like a star <laughs> rating. <laughs> Florence gets like a four star rating. Whoever Cody was with the bench gets like a one. 
Hickory's a point five. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, no, they got a grant from the state. They're like rebuilding them. Right, yeah, that's true. They'll, uh, they'll move up the list then. Uh, I, I gotta say, uh, the food at uh, uh, Florence pretty good. Cheeseburgers okay. pretty good. Okay, that's Price another is thing. Good. There's, uh, it's, it's like five bucks for a cheeseburger. It was like two bucks for a beer. You know, not bad. Oh, right. that's pretty good. There's got to be someone that reviews like short track food, right? Or like NASCAR facility food. Matt Weaver used to take photos of the menu board, but that was. I do remember that. that. Hat was 15 bucks. Nice. They had uh, uh, shirts from the uh, South Carolina 400 from last year, but they were all like triple XL and uh, yeah. extra, extra small. So like the stuff they couldn't get rid of. So I, I suppose when I go back down there for the South Carolina 400 this year, they'll have new stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Shout out to and Florence. everybody was rocking Bucky's gear because it's like Hell 20 yeah. minutes from the track. Hell yeah. Uh, any animals? Uh, only in uh, downtown Florence where uh, my hotel was. Just people Uh-oh. driving slow as fuck. Like, I had this lifted SUV in front of me. Like, when I'm trying to get to my hotel at the Hyatt, uh, just this lifted SUV, massive. I can't even see around it. I'm assuming that there's traffic or something in front of me. No, dude's just like traveling at like five miles an hour, going through like a green light. It was like just a snail's pace. And I can see it turning yellow and like about to turn red. And he's like still in the middle of the intersection. I'm like honking the horn, like, get the fuck out of the way. You're going to get through here. God damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just people just uh, driving either slow or too fast. Uh, there's a, there was a red light. There's this older dude like cro- doing the crosswalk as I'm getting to my hotel. And here comes this like Camry with like the spoiler on the back. I guess he thought he was cool or whatever. And he just like guns it through the red light, almost hits this dude. And the dude like gets across the crosswalk and he's like, yeah, what the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck was that dude's problem? This is Camry just barreling through the streets of downtown Florence for no reason whatsoever. Jeez. Can you uh, talk about your hotel? Yeah, hotel was like really, really nice. Very good, very nice, very spiffy. Got a couch, got the lighting all nice and everything. Go to close up the blinds. I'm like asleep after about two hours here. Apparently, it's a very busy uh, airline or a freight line. a rail system that goes through there. Oh, so every about two no. and a half hours on the dot, here they come through the uh, that railroad crossing on the main road, just blaring the horn, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> CSX owns that line, and they're just like blaring through there every two and a half hours. Did you get any uh, anxiety like it was going to derail and like... <laughs> dude, dude, Spill some chemicals. One time it fucking like stopped. <laughs> and then it like lurched forward and then stopped again. I heard all those uh, cars in the line. It was like a couple of been, like a mile long line or whatever. <laughs> but I just hear him go. Oh, I thought there was like a derailment or some shit. 
And then it just, just pop like, up on a bed like you did at Rotomir. <laughs> I like hop up on a Rotomir, like out of my bed, like at Rotomir, like open the blinds. Like, what's happening out here? I just, I just see like all the cars start going again. But I hear that uh, diesel engine start whining back up, like, yeah. and then uh, it just took off. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on out here, man? It's like two o'clock in the goddamn morning. It sounds like there's World War Three out here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't stay at the Hyatt in downtown Florence uh, unless you get earplugs. I ended up having to put in earplugs, and uh, I got maybe five hours of <laughs> continuous sleep. <laughs> or I guess if you're used to having trains go through your backyard, you'll be all right there. Don't we have a shrimp that did that? We do. Shout out CMR. Was it CMR or uh, Ludus? Yeah. Ludus. Yeah. I think they both did. Yeah. Yeah, they're both from that same train. Heck, there's a big ass train yard the in the middle of the town. Or the door. It's just a big. I think that was yeah, like CMR's just... dad's old place, where he, like literally the train went. Like he had a short backyard and then just train tracks. You open up the rear door and the train is just there going by. <laughs> just book it. And do you ever try to like hobo like ride it or anything? That would be cool. Dude, there's people on YouTube that do that. Like, yeah, actually, like, yeah. professional hobos. Hell yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah, they're vlogs. Dude, yeah. Haven't you seen these? Professional thousand followers. Like, they make a living off that shit. Yeah. Off they just, just train like, hopping. Boxcars and stuff, and they upload yeah. everything from their phone. That's they sick. tuck into these little, like, corners. It's great. I might have to watch this. You don't realize this. how loud the fucking trains are until you watch one of those videos. Yeah, Hobo Shoestring is my favorite. That yeah. Dude, that dude's funny. Writing this down. <laughs> I, I remember Hobo Shoestring. He was like uh, in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and he was just like, "Man, this grain car. I'm sitting in this. This is the Cadillac grain car because he got like this perfect place like laid down on the back yeah, and everything." Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, man, if he starts going towards Fargo, I'm gonna be pissed off as hell. God damn it! <laughs> and it's like, oh, we're going south. We're going south to Oklahoma City. All right, let's go. We're nice and warm because it was like uh, it was like fall. And it was like, if he went up towards Fargo, it was going to be snow and cold yeah. as shit. But if he went down south towards like uh, Oklahoma, and it was nice and warm down there. That's cool. I like adventure content. I can't dude, believe I've never heard of this. Like, DT, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. You'd like, yeah. you'd love it. Cause he, it's like a complete vlog where he walks up to the, the, the train. It's so great. Yeah. And he Hell actually yeah. explained like how you can kind of determine where, yep. which train yep. is going to go where. And like the only thing this guy has is like literally like a five gallon bucket with a lid on it that has a cushion on top so he can sit on it. And then he's like, yeah, just a bucket. And he's got like all these snacks and stuff in there. And yeah, toilet paper and baby wipes and shit. Oh, yeah. Fuck living yeah, in a van. If you can, if you can live watch Hobo YouTube, that is a straight up vibe, dude. I love it. I'm excited. All right, I will delve into that later tonight. And you know, that's a really good segue into the media check-in. Talking about stuff that we're watching, games that we're playing. What are we up to this week? Other than watching Hobos. <laughs> I should actually, like, one day talk about what I watch on YouTube, but I... I, I, <laughs> uh, I don't think oh, you should. You can't talk about that. Uh, you have to make your own show before you do that. <laughs> um 
I'll segue real quick. I, I finally started watching the uh, the Rambo movies for the first time in my life. I'd never seen any of them. So I kind of transitioned from Rocky to Creed, and I'm jumping into Rambo completely blind. And uh, I was watching the first Rambo, and I thought about Slap. Slap, have you seen Rambo 1? I have not. Oh, all right. Your homework for the next period of time. Watch <laughs> no, Rambo no. 1, because I did not know what to expect going into the series, other than like, I thought he showed up in like a third world country just murdering innocents. Uh, that's not what it's about at all. So oh. you got to watch Rambo 1. And uh, I think I think we'd have a fun conversation. Yeah, I, I I know vaguely what it's about, but I do need to watch it. Okay, all right. That's so that's what I watched, and then I got about thirty minutes to an hour and a half into uh, the Resident Evil Four remake, and uh, hopefully finish that within the week. Oh yeah, how is it? It's actually pretty cool. I suck at it, but it's the graphics make it kind of like you should you should have streamed it. You need to stream it. Yeah. I've been sick. I've been sick. So you don't sound sick, bitch. You won't be sick in like two days. Stream it then. I might. All right. I'm canceling my subscription. Please do. <laughs> if I could refund your subs, I would. If I could, please. <laughs> Dude, I've been cracked on city skylines recently. Dude, fun you to watch. Have. That's a vibe. That's a vibe. It's so much fun. I just finished building my like university town. And now today I've started on like my like touristy beach area and I put like a little like space needle looking thing and I got like apartments on the beach and I connected it all with a subway and I all my people ride bikes in my bike lanes and take subways everywhere. Did uh, you, fi- you figure out your poop management yet? Oh, dude, poop management. I was, I was done in like day day one. All right, all right. I basically dumped the poop down a canal out into the ocean into the ocean pure dookie water just coming out of the city um but when i first built it i had to like dig the canal out and it like backwashed ocean water which pushed the dookie water into the industrial zone and flooded the streets with poo but it's because there's no uh curvature to the earth it like so you (laughs) jesus sure anyway eventually i got it figured out (laughs) got the poop flowing in the right direction uh and i got some eco uh water treatment plants so now i actually have like non-poo water that's pushing out of the ocean um and the poo is like there's like a just like a <laughs> cloud of it that is slowly subsiding and it's been pushed out into the middle of the bay now so there's just like a little brown spot which <laughs> is just like very slowly getting cleaned just to remind out. you of your history where you started yeah. <laughs> Like a poo physics that like I can't believe that. <laughs> Dude, it's great. That's a fantastic game, and I'm excited for the second one. Uh when that supposedly comes out at the end of this year. Um uh, I've also been playing I've been a lot of GTA again. Yeah. The past few weeks. Making more tracks. Press and peace uh, to Cody. Yeah, it's put a strain on our relationship with Cody. <laughs> Sometimes the racing gets a little too intense. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> um, yeah, the well, new courses, Atlanta's a banger that you made, and the latest road course that you made is a banger. So Yeah, I've now got four street courses, which I'm all very proud of. Like six go-kart tracks that I've made. Oh, God, I made a lot of tracks. And now five ovals. Put on a whole-ass championship. 
-hmm. We should. I like. I would love. I don't know if I have the audience for it, but I would love to host lobbies. But they're not cross-platform on GTA, so we would need people on PC. But all yeah. of my tracks are set up to where you can fit thirty dudes on them. And like together we've put like maximum like eight guys on a track and it's hectic and I can only imagine how chaotic it'll be with like 30 dudes running around GTA Martinsville. Um, but yeah, I don't know if enough people have it on PC. I don't know. Maybe I'll just like randomly stream it and get a bunch of dudes on and see if it picks up traction. You can definitely be part of the master plan. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm slapped to sleep here. Goddamn. I know. I've got the yawns. Mm -hmm. That's why we've been starting an uh, hour early lately. So, uh... Speaking about yawns, uh, one channel I've been watching on YouTube is called History for Granite. Um, for Granite? Yes. It is about like the, the rock? Yes, it is about the Egyptian pyramids. Mm. Uh oh, don't tell Talk Rusty. to me. Talk to me. So God. this guy, he, he does really his own thing. He kind of disproves like the modern egyptologists as well yeah, they're as all liars. they're all liars every, every single one of them liars they're not really liars <laughs> they try to do their best to bring in tourists in any way possible yeah, if that means yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if that means saying oh there's a tomb in here uh that's what it is or trying to disprove something that's uh been facts for uh, hundreds of years um, so this guy really dives into the history and tries to say, hey, this is pretty much logically what actually happened here. And uh, I would recommend uh, if you're into history, if you're into that kind of thing, I, it's definitely a watch. History for Granite. I'm going to need a link. Uh, have you ever looked into Roman cement by any chance? I have not. So I'll I'll look into that maybe. <laughs> uh, if Rusty if Rusty asks you, this is just a PSA to the people on the street. <laughs> Rusty asks you, have you ever looked into something? Just say no. The answer is no. Uh, there, there's also another channel that's kind of in that vein, <laughs> and it's called uh, Historia Civilis, where it dives into uh, uh, the reign of Caesar. So Damn, if you're into history <laughs> that would be the thing to do um but other than watching media there's also been a lot of media controversy that's been going on uh oh, oh. Um, yeah dudes are getting hacked on youtube right yep so one of them was linus tech tips or really it was three of his channels um what Damn, ended up happening and this goes for every youtuber because emp lemon ran into this issue a bunch of others run into this issue and what it is, is you get sent an email, uh, looks like either an ad or looks like it's coming from YouTube um, with an attached PDF file. And what happens is you open the PDF file, uh, installs malware on your computer, and pretty much creates a carbon copy of your browser. And that includes your cookies. And what that means is if it's a carbon copy of your browser, you know how in YouTube, you don't, every time you go into YouTube, you don't have to sign in, correct? Yeah. Well, if you make a carbon copy of your browser, that person doesn't have to log in. He is already in. Oh, so they're just logged into everything. 
They are logged into everything. And from opening a PDF? That is correct. From opening PDF, that PDF is actually malware. It installs it onto your computer, and it pretty much makes a carbon copy of your browser. Is this only um, if you download this PDF and open it in, like, Adobe Acrobat or whatever? Or is this, like... Yeah, if it's only if you... Open, you know, well, it's not really a PDF. What happens is you open it, and it automatically closes. So that oh, if it's you like ever a get anything like that, then you know it's like, uh-oh, something's gone wrong. So, oh, oh, God. Are there any steps you can do if you've opened a PDF and it immediately closes? Um, or are you just fucked? Um, Change your passwords immediately. Disconnect immediately. Kill yourself. I don't necessarily remember. Kill yourself. I'm 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 just going for a pop. (laughs) Uh, I recommend watching the Linus video. He goes over what he did and what to do. Um, But yeah, don't download PDFs that you get randomly from anyone, even if it looks legitimate. Hmm. Double check it. Open it in your browser first. Right? Is that good advice? I don't want to give bad advice on this show. I wouldn't open it, period. Okay. Um, don't look at another sketchy PDFs. controversy, and this isn't really controversy as far as like our road goes, but um, in celebrity <laughs> YouTubers side... Um, iDubs. What is Slab giggling about? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, message from uh, Blake. He showed up oh. to Florence Motor Speedway on Friday. He is uh, at the new uh, uh, bathrooms, and uh, he was pissing in the <laughs> stall. And one of the uh, track workers who was building the extra stalls next to him handed him a roll of toilet paper underneath the stall. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so yeah, they were literally we building new. them. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Continue, Ben. What did I Dubs. He used to be a big YouTuber, probably about five years ago. Um, he was he edgy. Oh. I would say now he's not really as big as he used to be. Did he? He say was edgy something? back then. He completely flip flopped now. Um. And he's pretty much doing celebrity boxing, like YouTube celebrity boxing. Okay. Anyways, he kicked someone out that's been training for like two weeks um, because his uh, wife's mother uh, was attacking this guy and the guy got banned from the... What? Uh, that's really all I know. If you want to dig right, into that's, it further, that's all I want to know. Uh, Emp Lemon did a good video on it in his Downward Diaries on his second channel. So if you want more information on it, go watch that. I think we could ever convince Emp Lemon to get on this stupid podcast. Definitely not. He's got too much to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> all right, that was the media check-in. Uh, I guess it's time to send them in. Send in your fucking mail. Wash your fucking hands, slap. Send in. I wash my hands mail. at Florence. Send by the way, send no, them in, guys. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't give a fuck, man. Picture it didn't happen. Send those emails at this point. 
Welcome to I'm gonna have my GoPro on my backpack mount next time. So what you're saying is you're gonna record yourself in a bathroom? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna whiz <laughs> Dr. D yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. D myself and then uh record myself washing my hands just so I can get the record straight. If you have video footage of Slap Shoes walking his hand washing his hands. Uh, send it to shrimpowerspresents at gmail.com you can also send questions, comments, and concerns and we'll read them on the show we only got three this week so send them in for next week send them in guys uh, yeah shrimpowerspresents at gmail.com that is our email don't send us any pdfs we won't look at them <laughs> uh, alright first one comes in from Harley uh, and he says first of all Rip Davin you will be missed that was like two weeks ago uh, secondly, congrats to Caleb for getting the job with Rackley War. Very cool and good. Um, Caleb, by the way, was literally here 10 minutes before the show and was going to be here. And then said he would have to leave for an hour, an hour and a half ago. So he might be dead. Um, Textbook Caleb, by the way. If you know yeah. Caleb, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's Rack literally behavior. the second time today. Because we were chatting at like uh, literally 4.30 p.m. And I was like, all right, I'll be back on at 5. And he's like, cool, that's in half an hour. I'll be home. And then messaged me back at 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, world, world Baseball. What the hell was it? The World Baseball Classic was very cool. Congrats to Japan. Uh, that's more of an Ed thing. Ed was in love with the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Uh, what's one rule change you'd make to any sport to ensure the maximum possible entertainment value with no regard to practicality or safety? Uh, I Not vote for lie. full contact basketball. Sure. Not going to lie, before they invented the caution clock, I thought about that. I was like, we got to spice things up a little bit. But... Ten years later, yeah, like <laughs> I, I regret that I never came. No, I, I'm just saying. I thought about it at one point I'm in time, really and they did If you keep talking, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, Cody's oh, here. Oh, uh, Cody, <laughs> but his Ben's camera went black. Oh no! <laughs> Trouble. Oh, I'm going to be oh. doing radio broadcast from here on out. <laughs> oh, Ben, Benis. Trouble. Damn. It's completely out. Well, I'm uh, radio uh, broadcast for right now. One oh, rule no. change you would make to any sport. I don't know if I know oh, what N to say. NFL here. goes to uh, college football overtime Easy. rules. Bring back head-to-head -head contact. What are the college football overtime rules? Because I know the NFL ones are bullshit. Uh, in college football, uh, you toss a coin. Whoever wins the uh, coin toss gets uh, gets to choose who gets possession first. You start at the 25 yard line. Uh, you get one timeout and, you know, standard four downs or whatever. You can get up to first down. Uh, you can get three points or touchdown. You can go for two or whatever. And then the other team gets As a, to respond. A, yeah. On the other that's side how of the it field. is in, uh, in the CFL or similar. To yeah. That. You get a chance to respond. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, NFL has uh, fought that off for 
20 years now saying, oh, it takes up too much TV time or whatever. Like, you motherfuckers have the biggest TV contract in the world. Shut the fuck up and fucking man up. Hmm. Talk to him. Um, Pussies. I do do have one real one. (laughs) I do have one real one. The NBA needs to get rid of the three-point line because it has killed the sport of basketball. Steph Curry is... It's not Steph Curry's fault, but the sport of basketball... Is essentially dead because of the three-point line. I want them to go back to at least like just get rid of it for a few years. Just get rid of it because I don't like watching them like prance around and pass the ball around and just shoot a deep shot. That's not that's not basketball to me. That's killed the sport. I want to see them go back to like some like Rusty. real stuff. Real stuff. Hold on. Doing I got <laughs> We're bringing Ben back. Look, if you want to watch We real can recreate him. <laughs> we can Watch the Cavs who have just clinched the playoffs. <laughs> there there we, we go. go. Perfect. I'm just saying, I feel like the three point balls killed no, the league in the last no, five years. Rusty, Rusty, Secret Base has already done like a deep dive on this. Even if you took away the three point rule. I've seen it. I don't the, even know who he is. The but Golden seen State it. Warriors would still be the winningest team in the NBA right now. Dude, I'm just telling you, when you take that line away, it's going to change the way they play. False. Uh, all right, agree to disagree, because uh, I don't know anything about basketball. Russie's a cuck. Uh, <laughs> that's beside Russie's the point. Russie's a globalist cuck who wants no. to get a, a rid of one of the greatest advancements in Western civilization, the three-point rule. Steph Curry made it hot for like three years, and now the whole league's doing it. It's like, it, like it, it's not basketball anymore. Oh, whoop! Ben's gone. Ben's, gone. Oh, I Ben's unplugged dead. my thing. Just put me in the corner. There, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next email comes in from Shlomo. Uh, he says, "Hey y'all, it's Base Shlomo out from the shadows. How we doing? Uh, hopefully, Ed's back this week." Well, I got bad news Oof. for you. Uh, hopefully, Ed's back this week from watching a movie about a rich white dude with a cool car, black tights, and a utility belt. <laughs> but if he's not, he should move to Flint and drink some water. <laughs> oh, he might Ed, be in Flint drinking some water as we speak. I mean, that's an entirely a possibility. Ed's actually been on a, a freaking what's his name? Christian, Christian Bale. a Christian Bale kick lately. He's just yeah, going through big. all the the classics. <laughs> the Bale binge, yeah. Uh, anyways, with Caleb announcing his big boy move to work for a NASCAR team last week after he watched the transformation from McDonald's manager to big NASCAR guy, uh, what were your guys' first jobs, and then what were your best or worst experiences working there? Uh, thanks, Shlomo. P.S. I now have clout as one of my TikToks has 35,000 views. So, new co-host? No. I got this one. Uh, yeah? first job was working at Speedway. Worst experience was getting robbed at gunpoint. Oh. Hey yo! <laughs> Just America gas station things. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Look, these things happen. I had a I had a first like thing where I got paid, but that wasn't my first like actual job. Like I worked at summer camp. Does that count? Mm, yeah, you got a paycheck. Yeah, it was less than minimum wage, but shout out. Well, then I guess it doesn't count then. You got some uh, Canadian uh, V-Bucks. I had to clean up a bunch of puke once. And by once, I mean like five or six times in the same week. An interesting time. They literally like 
at, at camp uh you can uh they have like a, a special needs program where they like incorporate them in with the rest of camp and they're like when i was working there they're like hey is, is it okay if you like would you be interested in like working like one-on-one -on -one with a camper and i was like yeah sure literally first week i'm on with this dude uh and it was a hell of a time uh i could probably write like a novel about it um that kid's actually a lot better now, so shout out. But he would just puke a lot. <laughs> he had like, he had epilepsy and like a bunch of other stuff too. Cool kid though. He really liked the, uh, really liked the local transit system. He's a big fan. I don't know why. He could just draw a map from memory of all the streetcars in Toronto. Cool kid. Um, my first like actual job was. Uh, when I worked under my dad uh, on film sets and it was just really boring it's cool for like the first week and you're like wow I'm on a film set everything's happening look this is happening that's happening and then you're just there for 12 hours a day doing the same shit spending most of the day just waiting and doing nothing I think I did I talk about this on the show before I don't think I don't so, think so. I, I don't have I don't think I have any horrible experiences off the top of my head but the best one is when we were filming i'm pretty sure i talked about this it was a martin scorsese directed documentary in in the uh like a fancy ass five-star hotel in toronto i'd literally go down there at 7 a.m spend like an hour setting a bunch of shit up and then just sit around for like three hours and then move a bunch of shit again and then sit around again but I got to just like hang out in a five star hotel room while I was waiting and getting paid. <laughs> but yeah, doing 12 hours a day is just not fun. Yeah, I did my internship uh, filming a movie and uh, holding a boom mic up for 12 hours. Is God, <laughs> I just like, I just felt like I was rotting away. Like just like I knew that I was getting paid, but doing nothing all day. It was just like, uh, it was horrible. There was also one time uh, where they were filming in a college that had the same, like, um, like I could use my university account to log into their Wi-Fi and just have free Wi-Fi all day, which was great. Big fan. Watched a shit ton of YouTube on the clock. Well, I've got... What about the old boys? Um, I can share about 100 stories. Um, did I ever tell you guys about the uh, time I made my first banana split? No, no. All right, I'll it's say like a another... figurative banana split. No, no, like, like an actual okay. banana split. I'll say that for. Oh, I thought this show. was like a sex act. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll, I got another one for you. Um, me and my buddy applied to work at a nursing home. Um, oh no, that was close to us. You said this was not a sex act. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep this one short and sweet. But they decided to interview us, me and my best friend, at the same exact time. Oh, um, that's just. <laughs> a recipe for disaster <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite memories of all time I'll, I'll keep the short and sweet we can tell a full story another time while we're like mid-interview this old man he's like he's like on his like crutch just like humping along <laughs> just humping along he just lets the biggest fart go i've <laughs> ever heard in my life and he doesn't even like hesitate just keeps going and me and my buddy we were like 16 and we just started 
dons like you know when you know when you're in a class like yeah. and you start laughing and you can't stop laughing that was yeah. us for the next 15 minutes of that fucking interview we were just like fucking like she was just trying to like ask us questions and they still they still hired us which blows my mind <laughs> they still hired us and it's like how do you i don't know i don't know after that um so so same same buddy i got another story um we delivered phone books the same summer and we show up in this warehouse. I don't know if you guys have ever delivered phone books, but yeah, you go to the warehouse for like your uh, new employee training. They got like the they have the TV on that like rollout cart, and like they give you like oh, your this, favorite. They give you like yeah, half an hour, forty five minute VHS tape of like the do's and don'ts, the warnings of the job. Uh, like uh, just show you, like essentially, it's like driver. Uh, I don't know, like yeah, uh, like yeah. So just the education of the job, and like three fourths of the way through the video. They show like <laughs> it's the funniest damn thing I ever saw in my life. They were like, if you approach a yard <laughs> with a dog, just don't. <laughs> well, I should back this up. They show us like all these properties you can go into, drop the books off inside like apartment buildings, uh, townhouse complex. Um, and they're like, if you go to a property with a dog, just don't even bring the books near the property with the dog. And I'm telling you on the tape, the dog hopped the fence. And like, <laughs> like me and my buddy were just like Peter pants. Like we're going to die. Like we're going to die. This dog just hops the fence. And like, I don't know. We were the only ones laughing. And I, that was another moment in my life where I was like, holy shit. Like I cannot believe this is real life right now. Like, why is this on the VHS tape? Oh, like, so this is, so this is like you during a crazy ass moments, just laughing hysterically for no dude, reason the, dude, the dog hopped the fence like i couldn't believe it All they right, started uh, ripping the arm off and oh everything. there was 200 people buried alive in molasses dude i had to laugh <laughs> i just see like they show these guys with like five phone books in their arms like like humping along, <laughs> and, the, and they, they got the dog like like getting aggressive and just boom like right the that's uh, pretty right. funny <laughs> God. Slap, what about you? Made some good money, though. Made some good money. Uh, my first job was as uh, an electrician's apprentice uh, with this uh, podunk, like, little fucking company that uh, folded after its first year in operation. And uh, the worst part, I actually enjoyed, like, the first, like, couple of months. You know, I'm just sitting there with, like, uh, I remember... Uh, Russ and Jason, they were these, these two redneck dudes that basically like got me out of my shell a little bit. They were just like these just vile, just <laughs> they were cracking like lewd jokes all the time. Funny dudes. And uh, they, uh, the company like took me away from those guys and sent me out to like a different uh, work site on the other side of uh, the county. And uh, I was in a uh, hospital they were building. And uh, it was like five stories high, and I just had to like run this like electrical control line from uh, thermostat to thermostat all the way around this massive like 36, 38 room, you know, floor, and then go up to the next floor, and then the next floor after that. And I did this for weeks and weeks, and uh, starting in like late August. They put all the windows in the building with no AC 
It's like Ooh. 95 degrees outside. <laughs> so I'm like literally cooking in there. And they're like, oh, well, they have a fan like at the uh, this big ass, like 10 foot tall fan at the end of the hallway. And that circulates air. Like that didn't do shit, dude. Like it was hot as fuck in there. I was miserable. I wanted to quit. I just and, prepared uh, you for the experience of being in a UPS truck in the Yeah, summer. it's giving you the UPS fan there. Yeah, yeah, they they did that. But then, uh, as I got to the fifth floor and I completed that, they told me I had uh, done the wiring wrong. Like I had put, uh, <laughs> oh, I had no. left a wire against um, a, a metal post or something, and so they said uh, that wire could like rub and. Uh, get rid of its uh, plastic coating and it could short out. So we need you to go back in to every single one of those little control panels and put in a, uh, a zip tie to give it some distance. So it doesn't like rub raw up against this like uh, metal post or whatever. So I had to go and rewire every single thermostat uh, in the building again, first, second, third floor, all the way up. And, uh, and then uh, I got back uh, to another building at uh, USC Upstate where we were like rewiring the gymnasium that they were doing over there. And uh, this was in January at this point, and uh, it was 10 degrees that morning. And uh, it was just cold as fuck, and I was like doing these thermostats and all that. And then they called me back to go back to the hospital job site for a week. And then they brought me back over to the uh, university gymnasium. And they were like, where are all the thermostats you were wiring? I was like, well, I put them in the job box. It's over here. And they're like, yeah, we moved the job box. Where'd you put the uh, thermostats? I was like, I put them in the job box. Y'all moved the job box. I don't know what happened to them. You tell me. And they said, oh, you lost them. So you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, company soon folded after that. The guy was just (laughs) the guy, the guy who like owned it. I'm not going to say his name. Obviously this is all alleged, but, uh, he was like, every time he got a contract, he would like buy a pound of weed and he'd just be smoking like doobies all the time. Jesus. Yeah. So that was my first, uh, that was the first job I ever had. I got paid $8 an hour. Oh, and uh, yeah, I learned real quick that uh, the people in charge of uh, business in this country actually have no fucking clue what they're fucking doing. They're all fucking liars and cheapskates, and they're all fucking thieves. criminals. Liars, thieves, and lawyers. <laughs> liars, thieves, and lawyers. You should take your boss and you should <laughs> do redacted to them because <laughs> they're probably criminals. <laughs> all right. Uh, you heard here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a solid question. Uh, next one comes in from Andrew R., a friend down under. Uh, hey. <laughs> and he says, uh, good morning, all y'all. Hashtag NASCAR Twitter went into meltdown this week as Kurt Busch called the last few laps when Tyler Reddick won for 23XI Racing. Uh, Twitter was not happy about his open bias. And ran from side to side like brainless sheep. Uh, I wonder what they would have thought about Ned Jarrett calling the end of the 93 Daytona 500 with Dale won. <laughs> or the 2001 Daytona 500 when Daryl called Mikey winning. Mikey! 
Uh, or the 1996 Japanese Grand Prix when Murray Walker cried on camera when Damon Hill became an F1 world champion. Uh, I like open bias by commentary because the important thing about sport is that it matters so very much, uh, otherwise it doesn't matter at all. Does the panel of shrimps like open bias and commentary? Yay or nay? Thank you from Andrew R. I actually thought the commentary yeah. for the last few laps of the cup race was interesting because I only tuned in for the last few because I was out. Yeah, hearing um, uh, Kurt Busch like tear up saying it's kind of cool. He, he yeah, he thought he was going to be in that car and all that, and I was just like, "How can you be mad about hit, that?" Hit dude? my heart, man. Hit my heart. I'm surprised yeah. to hear that people are complaining. Of, well, I'm not surprised on Twitter. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, but Twitter is a hellscape. World. All, like on Reddit, and at least on my Twitter feeds, has all been praise on Kurt Busch yeah. on that call. The, uh, the whole broadcast is kind of weird. I realized yeah. after was like, that Gunther Steiner was on it. I listened to the, the, like, the last 25 minutes. I didn't hear him say a single word. He definitely they, bailed out after stage two. They cut to the shot of them sitting in the booth, and he was just kind of like sitting there in the middle, not saying a single thing. But the whole the booth dynamic is so weird now, like especially the Xfinity race, because I watched the whole thing. Because they have what Adam Alexander, Brad, and Joey, like whatever drivers they circle around. So it's so like matter of fact commentary. It just sounds like a podcast. The way that something happens, like oh, this happened because of this. This happened because of that. There's no like fake enthusiasm there's no one like there's no one yelling about stuff and like building up the hype they just say it like this is what's happening this is why it's happening and i was like you know kind of kind of limp like kind of lame but i kind (laughs) of like it i kind of enjoy it i thought it was great and it's a road course race so you got to kind of like narrate it yeah yeah you can't do it for the entire race though that's the one good thing that nbc does is they bring the energy into the booth and that's one thing that fox has completely fucked up is how boring they sound and how monotone mike joy is yeah not enjoying the race whatsoever at least it doesn't sound like it you got chase elliott in there and being monotone that doesn't help well the truck race (laughs) uh (laughs) i missed what you're doing whatever the fuck he's doing And now you're going to bring in Kevin Harvick, who's also monotone. Yeah, I'm with you. Ben. Yeah, it's true. And there's a lot of like, who was it? they had Austin Sindrick in the booth earlier this season? I don't know who the fuck oh. it was. I thought it was Kevin. There's a real big opportunity in the truck series. That's all I'll say there. Um, there's people in sim racing that could put on a hell of a show in that booth, and uh, I know a I few know of them. I, I just, I just feel like they're doing a like a cost evaluation there and they're trying to promote pit reporters up to the booth but like i don't know if you want to listen to a good podcast listen to the what the cars tour did last week yeah exactly that's exactly listen to core on ftf underscore gg Mm -hmm. it's gonna be coming in about two months i'm saying the top five oval racing broadcasts in the world shouldn't be amateur hour yeah yeah that's entirely fair uh well that's it i thought we were that's it that's our three mils so the next it, we're also an hour and a half into the show we've oh, been here damn. a while all right yeah shut it down shut it down it lasted longer than ben's camera battery <laughs> uh what's the title Ooh. 
I'll be real, I did not think of anything during the show. Here, I need to get a thumbnail for DT stuff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> did you enjoy the spaghettios? Last week it was like everyone eating on the thumbnail. <laughs> you were digging into the, the chicken. Caleb was like mouth full of McDonald's. He fucking ate that thing in three bites. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad the viewers weren't subjected to that this week. Uh. Oh, I, I zoomed out on Ben, sorry. Um. Oh, shout out to CMR. Oh, there's me and Trace and Cody. He's dead. Uh, what do we call this show? Hmm. New Florence Bathrooms. You had some other good bits. I'm not gonna lie. You had some good bits. I forget them. Forget everything. I don't remember a single thing from this show. Shitty jobs. <laughs> this show sucks. No! No, shut up. Shut up. It's dead. <laughs> we talked about NASCAR for like half of the like show this week. One. I feel like we had a good one. What do you okay, mean? well then what do we call it, Rusty? Monotone Coda. I got nothing. I don't, take, I, t I don't take mental notes or these. I kind of just like. I don't I really either. should. What do we talk about? We talked about NASCAR broadcast being ass. Twitter's got leaked. Uh, Slap gave us a little leaked source code because we have two stories of leaked source code. Trip hours source, source code, code on GitHub. What was our second source code that got leaked? I thought it was uh, NASCAR Heat. No, no, that was the that was the the weirdo reporter that said it was gonna get leaked and then nothing oh. happened. They said more shit today and everyone was going nuts about it. Weird. NASCAR Heat is dead. We didn't. We didn't that's not. We talked. We didn't talk we didn't about that on the show at all. <laughs> we didn't even mention it on the show. This thing sucks. <laughs> We'll figure, war. Post. we'll figure it out in post. No, that's the rules. We have rules, Slap. We can't end figure it out in post. Nuclear war. And, and that's, the, that's the title. We'll figure it out in post. Nuclear war? Nuclear war. Shrimp Hours presents a nuclear war? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Shrimp Hours presents Cargo cool Crisis 1999. Uh, don't come back next week because this show is dead. The crazy hour. Mm. Uh, Everybody say bye. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>